Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome, Black Mandrone. Hello. Um, you know what I was just thinking about when you were singing us in is whatever happened to that old Brown Ambition intro from our original first ever Brown Ambition episode, which I actually do- I dove into the vault of BA episodes. It was kind of like finding an old yearbook photo or like awkward, just like reading your old your your old <laughs> diary from high school is kind of what it felt like. Mm-hmm. And on that first Brown Ambition episode, maybe I was just feeling nostalgic because we're coming up on our six year anniversary. <laughs> but we had the cutest little intro, and I kind of want to bring it back. I don't know. I heard it, and I was like, "What is Mandy talking about? I, you mean the song? We did like a I'm Tiffany, I'm Mandy, and this is Brown Ambition. We were all in sync. We wrote a little script. Oh, did we? Well, I mean, we could try it. We could let people, we could ask the people if they like it. We can ask. Anyway, it just brought me back where we were so young then. I do remember like, I did listen because you told me to listen to it. So I listened. I was like, oh, we were all talking about, I was. I think I said like my boyfriend, which I was like, oh, and yeah. <laughs> And you said the same. And you were like, I'm not sure if I want to have kids right now. I was like, oh, look at baby Mandra and Tiffany. Our first episode was called something about baby limbo. We were both in baby limbo. Yes, we were. So much life has happened in six years. I know. Remember, I was like, Mandy, where do you get good underwear from? I remember that episode. Pack panties. (laughs) Yes. Your pack panty confession. I still wear pack panties. You were like, girl, you can go to (laughs) Marshall's and get good underwear. I was like, this is true. No, no, no. I don't actually recommend Marshall's. No, 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 no. I don't like underwear that lots of people have. It's exposed. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, That was hilarious. Pack panties. I know. Oh, man. So what's I'm actually in St. Louis right now. I survived a 15 hour, which Google Maps said 15 hour. But what I came to find out is that to get to to travel that 15 hour distance, it takes like 25 hours in toddler when you have a toddler in the car, when you have a toddler in a Tesla, the double T's toddler and Tesla. Tesla means you have to stop to charge every two hours. And I'm not even going to play. It's a little inconvenient. I feel like if we had a gas car. We wouldn't have had to stop every two, every two hours. But of course, like Husbay has this fancy app that tells him exactly how much to charge. So it wasn't like we're going to go fill up the tank at the Tesla charging. You need to like these charging stations along the way. You have to like plan your trip mm. that way. 
but it was like he was very specific as we're going to stop for 15 minutes here to get a 20% you know boost and then we're going to really fill up you know 90 minutes down the road we're going to stay here for 25 minutes to get the full 100% and it was just so I swear I mean but look we survived she's like we're here <laughs> marriage is intact sanity is the baby's alive <laughs> Rio is alive <laughs> have you ever done a road trip that long before I had well, not not fifteen hours, but um, me and my husband and Supergirl, we drove to Roanoke, Virginia, for his best friend's wedding. Let's just say, we got there, and I immediately almost got back in the car to drove home because <laughs> the nerve he was working. <laughs> Literally, yeah. I was like, he said what something. I drove, and I, he said something. Well, I tell you, Mandy, if it had not been a nine-hour drive, I was gonna get myself back in that car. But I was like, where, where you gonna go, Tiffany? Where you gonna go? <laughs> And I was like, because I said, what? What? Okay, you know what? And I was really thinking about it. I was like, can I Uber that far? Should I get on a plane? I was going to do anything. I was so pissed. <laughs> but I was so, I had I had such a hard time sleeping the night before our trip because I was like, I don't know if we're going to survive this road trip. And I don't know why I said yes to this. And I even posted on IG asking people for their tips. And I got a lot of like, girl, you in trouble. Don't do it. <laughs> you in trouble. The advice I have is to don't. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say honestly the, yeah. the 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 actual driving was actually good. The problem was that I trusted him to book the hotel, which basically mm -hmm. I mean, it's not it's not a far reach to say this is the motel where the ladies of the night bring their gentlemen <laughs> callers. Literally, Mandy, we drove up and there was someone crawling out of the window at the motel. I looked at him like after 9 hours of drive because he couldn't drive because just so you know like Superman had like a, an aneurysm years ago. And it yeah. like and so it affected his ability to drive long distances. So I drove the whole time. So I pull up, we see someone crawling out of a window of this place that looks like death warmed over. Were they injured? No, was it they were just, fire? no. It was clearly like, hey, I finished doing whatever I do here, and I don't want to walk through the front. And so we got in. I come in, and I'm like, wait a minute. The room. I, I didn't even take off my coat. <laughs> The the bed, I was like, so there's one bed. Meanwhile, Supergirl, even though at the time she was maybe like 10 or 11, you know, she's really tall because he's 6'6". Six, six, so it was like three adults in one bed. And I'm like, how is this going to be? One bed? I don't know. I, I, when I tell you, Mandy, it was you. It's like we were sleeping in a hallway because you can, you can hear someone coughing in the hallway. It was just, I just remember thinking like, and I said... Did you check the reviews? So he was like, I guess he was embarrassed. So he got mad. I'm like, I know, I know. You're not mad at me because you got us in the Roach Motel. And so I was so pissed because one, I done drove nine hours. Two, you got us in the Roach Motel. Thankfully, his best friend, um, Wally, his um, his wife, like, um, she was super, like, you know, smart. And kind of, she came, was like, what the hell? I said, girl, I don't even, she was like, you know what, let me make, let me make a phone call. Within two minutes, she had us in a really nice hotel, like two okay. beds. And like, yeah, so it was just, but when I tell you, I was this close to like being like, you know what? I'm driving back, but how? I don't have nine more hours in me. But yeah, so later he apologized, was like, I was in Paris. I'm sorry. I'm like, mm, whatever. But I'm um, all for <laughs> sorting things price lowest to highest, but when it comes to hotels, it's got to be sort by reviews. You cannot I mean, sort lowest to highest for I, hotels. I Howard Johnson, oh, sir. We could do a Howard Johnson. I mean, it doesn't yeah. even have to be fancy. But a Red Roof Inn, a Ramada. Girl, like, literally, the ladies of the night were looking at us like, a family? <laughs> 
Were they looking at Supergirl like, I mean, she the intern? Or? <laughs> I know. I was like, wait, what's going on here? But yeah. Oh, my God. Sex so, work is work wherever you want to know. Because you know. we already, you, you see what we did for, um, work. you see what we did for um, OnlyFans, obviously. Oh, yeah. They clearly listened to Brown Ambition and they were I mean, obvi- know, feeling our outrage. They were like, we don't want to be Popeyes without the biscuit. <laughs> KFC without the chicken. (laughs) (laughs) No, totally. I mean, that is, I mean, I guess they're going to figure that out, letting, you know, allowing for that to continue. And here's the thing. Everyone's allowed to set a boundary. If you said on this platform, I don't want certain types of, you know, like OnlyFans accounts, that's great. But it just feels very predatory to like build your business off the back of a a specific type of account. And then once you've grown your name to kick them off, you know, for whatever reason that they're claiming. It just seems like- It's like TikTok banning black choreographers. Yes. So it's just like, mm, yes. But then Mm. who's going to create the viral content? Exactly. Who will you steal from? Oh, wait, did I say that? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, randomly, so this weekend, have you heard of Invest Fest? Um, I have because I follow the those those gentlemen of Earn Your Leisure. Fame. Earn Your Leisure. Yes. It looks amazing. No, so Rashad oh. had invited me, but you know, like a true man, he gave me like two days notice. I was like, oh, okay, no, I cannot, I cannot abandon my family in such a short time. Um, but no, it looks so. Invest Fest, if you guys are not um, familiar, it is. It was. A, I want to say three-day weekend conference that was launched, their very first one by Earn Your Leisure. We've had them on the show. We've been on their show. And um, Earn Your Leisure is um, Rashad and Troy, and they have a series of podcasts, but their main podcast is like um, Earn Your Leisure. And so they had like basically their first conference, which I, because you already know we have the conference that we no longer talk about. Yes. I was giddy because I was like, oh, now your fake diversity ploy conference we don't talk about. What you going to do? Because there were actually brown and black people here, <laughs> like at InvestFest, that you did not try to plant to make it look like, hey, look, we've got some browns in the mix. Uh, but it looked honestly amazing. One of my um, mentees went, so she, she I haven't spoken to her yet, but it looked like day one, they had like a lot of like, um, day one looked like they had a like musical performances, right? So I think like Neo performed, Fabulous, I think performed, and a bunch of other like musical performances day what? one. I know. And then the other two days were like, you know, um, um, workshops. Well, I don't know if it was workshops, but I saw definitely like like Ryan Leslie spoke on stage and all these amazing like speakers that they had. So I don't know if they had workshops, but it's everything sold out. The vendor space sold out. The, the, the spaces, like, you know, like in-person spaces sold out. It looked amazing. What really impressed me about InvestFest, one, it didn't look like nobody's first time out. You know how when you first do a conference, you know, it's a little janky janky because, you know, you're still learning. No, it looked like year 10. I had like, uh, judging by like the pictures and the video and things like that, it looked amazing. And from what I understand, actually, I was going to reach out to Ian who's like one of their, like, you know, he's um, on one of their podcasts that they do together called um, Market Mondays. It, I saw people saying, I can't believe you guys planned this in two months. And I wanted to hit him and be like, y'all didn't plan this in two months. Did you? Because it looked so tight, professional. Like even like the tags that people had, like their uh, your VIP tags, everything was um, branded beautifully. And I'm like, I know y'all didn't do this in two months. It looked amazing. And I just want to give, you know, kudos to the guys for for creating a very inclusive finance. I don't even know if you can call it financial. It, it just 
it looked like nothing not. I had ever seen, you know, like conference that really, I think it's just super smart. Remember that time you came to the very, very first, um, uh, literature Academy after party and we did yeah. the wobble and you were like, I've never thought I could do the wobble at like a financial party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, obviously it's not the same as what they're doing, but it's just, it's like, I just love the fact that financial education is being opened up to and accessible to those who have been left out through benign neglect or on purpose. And mm-hmm. so just kudos. So if you're not familiar with InvestFest, I believe InvestFest has a social media like page, but then you can also go to investfest.com just to see what we're talking about. I, I don't know if you can still buy like virtual tickets, but they had like virtual tickets for like 99 bucks. So if you want to watch any of the Maybe the it was thrown like together after. in two months because like I didn't know about it until Me I Me either. It so, <laughs> I was like, oh, that that's, looked fun. Yeah. Wow, so. that's really impressive though. Um, Shouts out to them. I feel like we should repost that episode. It was like a couple we months should. ago we had, we yeah. had Roy – and Roy, Tr- Troy, Troy, Rashad, Troy, Rashad. I just meet them a celebrity couple, Roy, <laughs> or Trisha, <laughs> and, and, and Ian. Ian. Ian was a surprise guest on uh, yes. on that episode. Well, shout out to them, and it also feels good because I feel like there was a certain class of groundbreakers in in, in um, black and brown financial influencer space mm-hmm. who who kind of had to first break the door open for us to be accepted into very white, you know, yes. traditional spaces. Yes. And now, like, it feels as if, well, F that. We're going to create our own space, yes. you know, and then there is no breaking down. It's just yes. – it's. I feel like there's, like, there often there, there's a point when it sort of – it almost seems scary to 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 try to enter into or, – or necessary, rather, not scary, mm-hmm. but necessary to try to enter into a white space first yeah. and to be accepted like mm-hmm. we first, in order to even have any, in order for us to even have our influence or to have authority to, yes. to, to lend authority to our name and like, um, you know, credibility, you have to be accepted and show that you've been accepted yeah. into these white spaces. Mm-hmm. And that does not seem to be the case anymore. It's almost as yes. if now it's becoming more acceptable for us to just be ourselves and to mm-hmm. show that our audiences accept us and their yes. tastes. And their opinions are like there is credence to that. There, you know, it does give us credibility, mm-hmm. and I just think that that's that's really what the e well e well e y l guys mm-hmm. e y l guys are doing are now mm-hmm. are doing now. But you know, yeah, but to your point, beautiful. like that couldn't happen without the Lynettes, you know, oh, yeah. the Sharon Eppersons, you the know. Because the truth of the matter is, oh, thank yes. you. But no, honestly, the truth of the matter is, is that without that, sometimes even your own people don't find like you, like, you know, because unless you were on the Today Show, Good Morning America, these other things, sometimes even black and brown people were like, I don't know, because literally someone, people would write in my comments, just saw you on the real, now I know you're real, Mm. you know, or just saw you on whatever. And so that, you know, breaking open, and I love the fact that we no longer have to go that route anymore, but certainly in the beginning, it wasn't just like, looking to be accepted by white audiences so so white audience could accept white audiences could accept us it was so even black and brown audiences could accept and trust us and so it just feels really good to see this wide range that people are represented that were it wasn't so before and so i'm just like go ahead y'all like i i can't imagine the amount of work that it's taken 
And it just, what it's going to do now is that they've opened the door for the next, the next crop of creators to show up exactly as they are, exactly how they are. And knowing that there's going to be an audience that's going to embrace them. So like, I mean, I think that we're groundbreakers. Come on, Brown Ambition. There was no yes. black, brown financial podcast. We've been in the game six years. Okay. I know. We and are so, just like the, the pod fairy god grandmothers. The OGs. Yes. OGs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was yes. using Libsyn back in my day. <laughs> it was GarageBand 12.0. I don't know That's what so kids are using. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. Oh yeah. So, oh my gosh. So, I'm so distracted. I, I, there are some shirtless <laughs> construction men across the way. I didn't know that they actually did that outside of like Sex in the City and calendars. <laughs> But they really are building a whole house with barely any clothes on. It's just a house from my mom's house. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. Okay, this is a random twist. So <laughs> Superman called me today because Supergirl, Supergirl, Supergirl. So y'all know, like, I am helping to raise a teen. And remember that time she acted up and we had to take the door off her, um, off yeah, her room? Yeah, it's one of my favorite Supergirl <laughs> anecdotes ever. <laughs> yes. so, Wait, what did the note say? Oh my God, it said. So, those of you who don't know, a little backstory. Yeah. Supergirl's my stepdaughter. And, um, you know, just like most kids, she's actually a really good kid. But sometimes, you know, she's a little beside herself. And so, I, when she's with us half the time, literally, we get her for like two or three weeks, then she's with her mother for two or three weeks. But we see her in between because she and her mother, we live all in the same town. So, we're everyone's super close. So, I used to, when she would be away for two or three weeks, I would go in her room to air it out, open windows, you know. And I guess she felt like, don't go in my room because I'm a teenager. Yeah, and so, um, here. girl, so I I went to go, Tracy, my sister who was staying with me at the time, came to me, was like, um, did you go by Super, uh, Supergirl's room? I was like, no. She said, did you uh, read the note on the door? I'm like, no. Nah. I go to the door. There's a note. Please do not enter my room. Um, if you need, and she's like, the, the windows are already open. Like, because obviously she's talking to me. Yeah. If you need anything, <laughs> yes. If you need anything, please call my mother at this number. So I'm, <laughs> I, I'm needing to call her mother to enter. As if into you don't have her number already, <laughs> girl. Oh, but to enter, I mean, like to enter into a room that is at my house that I pay for with my husband. Yeah. So the, when I tell you, I snatched that note so far. I took a picture and sent it to her father. He was so mad, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm ashamed to say because I was feeling so mad. So I called her. I said. Hey, yeah, saw your note. Um, no, I'm in your room right now. You hear these footsteps? That's my feet in your room. <laughs> and I'm ashamed to say I did that, but I was so mad. And I was like, you don't get to tell any adult in this house where they can't go. No one is like, you know, we weren't invading her privacy. Like, you can't be gone for two weeks. And then, because one, you're the, she, you know, kids are kids. So there might be laundry that's stinking up the joint or maybe no one. Cause honestly, she's a good kid. She's not like out here dropping it like it's hot, but like, you know, sometimes opening, just opening the window. So there's some light that comes in. Even, I don't care what it is. I could just come in here cause I want to put my yeah. big, my pinky toe on the ground. But like to write that. And I said, for, for you, and just so we're clear, cause I love her mom. I said, and I told her, you know, just so we're clear, although I love your mom, she doesn't have any agency in this house. I don't have to ever call her to ask what I can do in my house. Just like I would never expect that you have to get permission for me to figure out what to do at your mom's house because your mom is the, is the adult there. She's the boss there. So anyway, my husband was like, you know what? We're taking it back to old school. Zip, 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 zip. She came back to no door. She had no door on her room. 
<laughs> he said, since you want to, since you want to keep doors closed, no door in her room for like for like two weeks. And so she learned her lesson really well. Definitely apologize. She's like, no, it was just a general note for everyone. Everyone. That note was for me, sis, because why? Why would you need to give your father your mother's number? Of course he has it. Two, you know it's me that opens the window. So anyway, she's back at it. Like she never left. So um, she's turning 15. Oh, so grown. And she promised her dad that she would do something. Uh, I forget what whatever it was. And uh, oh, they were supposed to like watch a movie together. And then she um, she changed her mind, but in a way that was really rude. And you know, men are so sensitive. So it hurt his feelings. And he told her, you know, that hurt my feelings. And she basically, she was like, oh, well, oh, well, ain't my problem. And he was like, okay, well, since we're being selfish, you know how you wanted me to pay for your birthday party? You want to have a big shindig at the house? You can still have it, you know, because this house is yours, but I'm not participating. I'm not paying for anything. Because if you can make a promise that you can break, you know, when it comes to me, then I can make a promise that I can break to say, well, you know what? You know, you can have your party here, but the plates, the cups, the napkins, the ice, all these things that you just take for granted. Because the other day she told him, because he told her that she should be doing chores. And she said, I feel like I shouldn't be doing chores in the summertime, that my job as a kid is to have fun and just to do my summer. <laughs> and just to do my summer. Only in America. <laughs> Girl. Oh, no. And then she said, this is what had me rolling down the street. Because, you know, I was listening like, oh, got nothing to do with me. I'm just listening. And she's like, what about, her? she said something like her upstairs. I said, her, girl, the way I flew down those stairs, I almost fell. <laughs> I said, who? I think she said them, right? Or I said, who, who her? Who, who's her? Basically saying like, why don't she do chores? I said, who, who's, who's her? She looked like, I guess she didn't think I heard. I was like, no, no, no. My, my husband looked at me and was like, no, I said, no, 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 no. Who, who was her upstairs that you're comparing yourself to? Just picture Superman her man with all of his six, six, his <laughs> arm, just like, just holding you back. Girl, like, whoa, I, was whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, no, 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 no. Explain her, her that you think that you and I are on the same level that you can compare what your chores ought to be to what my chores ought to be. She's like, no, but I feel like kids should, I said, no, no, no. Let me tell you something what kids do. I said, I told her, I was like, you know, we, we pay for food. We pay for to make sure that you have a place to sleep. She's like, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. And I said, I agree. And you know what you're supposed to do? Chores. Because she was fighting that she didn't think she ought to do chores because she only lives here part-time. And I said, well, the part that you live here, you're doing chores. Oh, child. Like, so I don't even know. Sometimes, I mean, if those of y'all raising teenagers, the financial component sometimes is so tricky because obviously Superman and I are in a really good position to be able to provide for her, which we do. But it's always like, how much provision do you provide? You know what I mean? Because I feel like there's a lack of um, gratefulness there only because, not because Mm -hmm. she's some nasty kid, but only because she doesn't know what it's like not to have. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So for her, she's like, well, of course I get these things. Of course. So like, that's really the struggle when it comes to like I'm obsessed with that entire conversation. I'm obsessed (sighs) with that problem. Yeah. For parents who had who were from the class of, like for example, like well, first of all, I mean, I don't think either of us, especially myself, I'll speak for myself. I did not grow up poor. We had times in our life when we had a lot less, especially post divorce and my mom getting back on her feet. Um, but I, but to that, I had less than I have now, and I certainly grew up with a lot more financial insecurity than I hope. Uh, Rio will have to endure, but I also credit a lot of my upbringing with my success. You know, the fact that I knew no one was going to support and like no one could financially rescue me when I lost my job. I had to just like 
cobble together an income and, you know, get on to the next step. And I, I'm obsessed with yes. children of first time financially stable parents. I don't, yes. I haven't thought of like a buzzword for us yet. Yeah, no. But mm-hmm. how do you manufacture struggle for them in I a way know. that doesn't, it doesn't make you like feel terrible, but they like, need know. to struggle. I think it's just, it has to be like an intentional manufacturing of struggle and in and a way that goes against everything that we want. To provide, I honestly don't know. You know. And I say this, like, like I'm not like we're not the parents that gets like like the Jordans and the this and the that. That's not what's happening. Obviously, she has her own room, you know, her and, and she's got the only because her, her the bathroom is not huge in her in her in her room, but whoever lived there before created like this cute small little ensuite. And so this is the first time like since we moved here. Because where we lived before, she didn't have her own room. So she got her own room. Well, she had her own room, but not her own bathroom inside her own room. And I wouldn't say, like, you know, she doesn't... It's not that she's, like, you know... I mean, certainly she's got more than I've gotten. But, like, I don't buy the Jordans and, like, the Puma all or something. I mean, her parents sometimes do. But I don't even know if it's an excess. I just don't think that... I mean, I just always knew as a kid, we didn't have it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can remember, honestly, senior year, wanting, like, a senior jacket. And I didn't even ask my mom because I knew we didn't have it. I remember having decided, having to, because senior year in high school, you know, you have all these activities. And there were, like, six of them. And I literally, knowing that I could choose one, you know? And so thinking, like, she doesn't have to think of those things. And so... I don't, I honestly don't know how to like manufacture struggle, honestly, because obviously it's not working. Um, <laughs> but I, like, we what do you mean? I struggle every day. I struggle with her upstairs. <laughs> her struggle. upstairs, right? <laughs> yeah. But she, I will say this, that that day, which is very mature of her, this is without prodding from her father. She wrote me like a really beautiful letter apologizing. She like, is like, I know, I can't imagine how hard it is to raise someone else's child. I was like, oh, look at her. You know, okay. empathy, with the empathy, mm-hmm. big points for empathy. Yeah. Okay. And she was like, you know, you didn't deserve that because you've always been kind. Because I'm always like her advocate. You've always been kind. You always been. And one what good thing is about our relationship is that she and like I spoke to her after that happened. I, I called her mother, and but she and my, her mother, we have always had a really great relationship. So she was like, oh Lord, girl. She's like, I always tell her, that's not the one you want a problem with. Tiff is always in your corner. I am. I'm usually like, no, Superman, I think you're wrong on this one. And so he's like, so we had like, so that was the good thing about it is that like, I wasn't worried about what is her mother going to say? Because we had a really great talk and she gave me some great feedback of some things I can do. And like, you know, she's apologized right away. But that is the struggle. I'm not going to lie because she doesn't struggle and it's very difficult to manufacture that. I mean- I don't feel like we overindulge, but we don't underindulge in some places. And I'm like, we ought to. I'm, I'm going to see if he's going to stick to not paying for the... I'm like, that's the thing too. You can't just say, I'm not going to pay for the party and then pay for the party. Yeah. You know? So if I would... This is what I would think. Like it, This is what I think is probably going to be better is that I will match what you put up. Because she works. Like she does like side jobs and stuff. So that might be better. Like the other day she broke her... She got a computer for her birthday um, because she needed it quarantine. And, um, she asked me like a few days ago, she got a computer for her birthday, like uh, two years ago. She asked me like, uh, Tiffany, do we still have insurance on the computer? I'm like, why? She said, well, <laughs> according to Apple, um, it looks like there was some pressure put on it. I'm like, it looks like, or you sat on it. Like, what are we saying here? <laughs> she was like, so I'm so guessing we don't have insurance. And I'm like, pressure so- was put on it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
did you break your computer? I mean, it's either a yes or no, sis. You're the only one that uses yeah. your computer. So that's that's cost a few hundred bucks to fix. And we told her, like, you have to pay for that. You know, that, yeah. you know, certainly like, you know, at, at least half of it because she has to learn. So, yeah, raising kids, especially as it relates to money, especially if you're not struggling financially, certainly is like this thing. Because I don't want to, you know, there's a reason why like Superman and I are not like, you know, we're not all wild with our money because we know like what it's like not to have. And so I just worry that she's going to live like foolishly because she doesn't know what it's not. You know, she doesn't know what it's like not to have. So, Yeah. Well, I got no answers for you, but I just <laughs> I'm I'm upset. Well, you should have answers for me because you're ahead of the game. In no, terms of her tweet age. us, tweet us at the BA podcast if you got tweet some us. some suggestions. Please, Lord, like I, we can't take In the door off again. He couldn't yeah. almost put it back on again. He was like, I don't know how to put this back up. <laughs> how do you manufacture struggle so that yes. they? Because the thing is, you either it kind of goes back to the whole idea of like we did not get spankings that often. I would say I didn't really get spanked after I was like five. Um, but in black households, it was very common to grow up that way. And, you know, a lot and especially like b- black boys. And I think I was reading in ta Coates's book, Between the World and Me, where he's talking about his dad explaining why he's doing it. And it's kind of like to prepare you, either I beat you or the world will, because it's really, you know, it's very, it can be really dangerous out there. And it's, it's not that, I mean, I don't believe in, in like physical uh, punishment. I think that there's plenty of studies that show that does not actually do what you think it's doing. Yeah, I agree. But it's almost like I do think that there is something to be said for if you do not prepare them financially to take yes. to like no one will. We all know you're not going to get the education yep. in school mm-hmm. unless you live somewhere where the budget nista law is in effect. Um, <laughs> or you know they're not going to get it in college. And do you really want to wait for the next like economic downturn for them to fall on their butts? You know, I, I do think that there are things that we can do to to not to manufacture struggle in like a negative sense, but to give them opportunities to rise, like to give them opportunities to prove that you can trust them or that they can be trusted and to win as much as they may struggle financially. Like I'll never forget buying my prom dress for senior year and just paying for that dress. It was like 200 and something dollars. I think I got it out of a catalog. It felt Aww. so rewarding to me. And I think that it wasn't like my mom punished me by asking me to pay for it, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Giving them opportunities to like to rise to, rise to the occasion, to the occasion. Yes. yeah, um, that can really and and I don't I don't want Rio to go out into the world and not know how to bounce back. Yeah, when he gets that on his butt, you know. Yes. I'm like, well, girl, we about to have a birthday party with no place, no napkins, no food. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe she'll have an amazing birthday and she'll be like, you know what? I realize you don't need very you don't need that much. Girl, just outside. Birthday. That's all we provide yeah. is the outside. <laughs> Oh my God. I love Thankfully, it. she doesn't listen to podcasts. She'd be like, I Ooh, <laughs> look how different the conversation is six years later. Look at us I now. I know. Like, with uh, our real live humans that we're raising, <laughs> our guinea pigs. <laughs> hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. 
Insure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, BA fam, our fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, this message is sponsored by Squarespace. It is the ultimate toolkit for crafting your online presence. With Squarespace, it's really about more than just building a website. It's about shaping your online identity and making your mark. So say goodbye to checkout headaches with Squarespace's flexible payment options. From credit cards to Apple Pay, they've got you covered. And if you live in an eligible country, they offer buy now, pay later options with afterpay and clear pay, which means that your customers have even more ways to purchase your products. So head over to squarespace.com and kickstart your journey with a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, don't forget to use our link squarespace.com slash brown ambition to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Just visit squarespace.com slash brown ambition to get your discount today. Remember your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know, we work hard and we play hard. But when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment automated investment and savings app can help it do keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you know what, I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Oh, well, do you want to boost? Do you want to break? Because now it's time to boost or break or boost or break or boost or break. Brown boost or brown break it. You know what was so crazy in the beginning? I think we only used to do brown break in the beginning. Remember? Yeah, we called it something different. It was like brown brilliance was the positive one. Yes. Oh, and then brown, okay. And then brown break. And then I think we just became, we were like, we never do brilliance. We just always want to break. (laughs) I don't know. Because it was hard Yes. No, because I remember because we we was that, 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 you know, the, um, administration that shall not be named. I think we were having such a hard time. We were like, we need some positivity. So we added like, let's, we need to be boosting as well. So yeah, we went negative then back to positive, but I I think we all ended up where we need to. It was just very bizarre to read the old, we were so organized in the beginning. Someone was just, our producer, Sarah was like, yeah, it'd be nice to know like show topics in advance. I was like, 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 but we'll let you know what we know. Whatever, whatever strikes us. Um, uh, but yeah, so I have actually a few options because I've been taking, I've been like writing down things, trying to get back in the habit. I found my special Brown Ambition notebook. Oh, it's, it's brown. brown. I see. It has, it's got oh, like it's almost women. the same color as me. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. A little chocolate. <laughs> I wish I could never, please. I'm a blonde roast. We all know that. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany's an espresso. Um <laughs> 
Anywho, what was I saying? I have a like crazy road trip brain. So a couple of things. I want to take a break. Uh, here's what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to choose okay. this one. I want to take a break from college degrees. Okay. We kind of towed around this a little bit when we had my financial planner, Helen, on the show a few months back. We were talking about the importance of saving for your children. And one of the tried and true ways of saving for your child is a 529 college savings plan. And at the time, Helen was helping me kind of see beyond like, you know, college is not the only measure of success. And I think the next generation, like Rio's generation, will grow up in a different world where, you know, we don't equate college degrees and college education as a pathway to success as much as is a pathway to the depths of debt. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. it can be, I mean, not always, but it can often lead to so much debt for nothing because you may realize you don't want to study what you studied. You may have gone into school too quickly. Maybe you should have taken a gap year to like find yourself or whatnot. Anyway, so we brought that up then. And I think the pandemic has even further, for me, driven home the fact that college, the, the, the societal pressure on having a college degree is actually can sometimes hurt more than it helps. And the specific thing that I want to talk about for my, for my break was how it hurts job applicants. Because still to this day, most, it feels like job applications, they have like, it's like there's, you have dozens and dozens of hundreds of resumes coming in. And I've seen it because I've been on the hiring side. And you have this software, you have software that you can use or tools that you can use to weed out applicants based on keywords. And you may, for example, weed out anyone that doesn't include the word degree or anyone that doesn't include bachelor or whatever in there, or doesn't check a box saying that they've completed higher education, um, college or higher. And for, and the, the problem is that so many jobs, like for example, my cousin who I don't think would even be upset by me mentioning this. She has been living with me since February. She's been my personal assistant slash nanny South slash au pair up until July. And when, when Rio started daycare and Anna is Halfway through, well, she's like three quarters of her way through a healthcare administration degree. Okay. She is so freaking smart, can do anything, is so like emotionally intelligent and mature for her age. And this woman has applied dozens of jobs. And with all of my career advice and all of my resume zhuzhing, she hasn't gotten any jobs. And she's been looking for like administrative assistant positions. You know, she's studying healthcare administration. So we've been. You know, I even like was like, go to this this place where I get my Groupon laser laser hair removal and see if they want, see if they need an admin. You've been looking for admin, so. But listen, okay, not the kind of admin where like she schedules things. She's not so good at that. But like, okay. you know, back. If believe okay. me, I would have referred her to you, Tiffany. I was gonna say, girl, you know, we're looking for admin, but I'm like, okay. She would be my brown ambition admin. Okay, anyway, <laughs> but <laughs> she's. <laughs> She's got these qualifications, but we just know it's because she hasn't finished her degree. And literally in the job market today where there's such a shortage of labor, you know, and shortage of labor and huge demand for at the same time, it just seems like antiquated that people are potentially passing up um, candidates based on something that is a little bit arbitrary. So like I see the importance of education, obviously, you know, college degree especially if it's in a field that's tied to the job that you're applying for, it can indicate that you have some preparation for the role, but for jobs that you can really learn on the job, you know, um, assistant roles, like there are plenty of jobs where you don't really need someone who has job experience. You need someone who is 
who has all the qualities that Anna has that are not easily put on a resume, like uh, knows how to handle conflict, knows how to juggle multiple tasks at once, you know, is intuitive about people's needs without needing to be told. Like these are things that you just can't teach, you know? And so I, I, I brought that up because I was listening to another podcast, Planet Money, The Indicator, which is good. And they, they featured college degrees and um, they actually interviewed someone who used to work for the Obama administration. And he now works for this organization that I hadn't heard of called Opportunity Work, which is actually a nonprofit that helps people who don't have college degrees find better, more meaningful employment. Anyway, so that's that's my break, and it's very frustrating to me. And I would say if you're in a position of hiring, you know, really look at your job. Even ask your HR reps when they're recruiting for roles, you know, what are your – how are you filtering out candidates? What are you really looking for? And actually ask yourself if you need to put Bachelor of Arts required for certain roles because you could be – you could really be excluding out. a lot of people. Yep. You know, a lot of people. I think something like – more than half the country doesn't even have a college degree. So mm. it's not even a black, brown, white issue. It's just an everybody issue. But yeah, stay in school and all that. <laughs> College is great, but it can't be the only requirement for a job. I agree. So a few things. One, like, that's why I did. I don't have 529 plans for the kids in my life. I have, um, what is that thing called? Custodial plans. So it's just me, you know, I'm missing out, yes, on the tax benefit, but it's basically I get to set aside money. I get to let the money grow. But at the end, you get to decide how you want to use it because my nieces and my nephew, most of them are under the age of six. Well, all of them are under the age of six. And although Supergirl is 14, still, you just don't know like where, you know, life is going to head. So that's one. Two, um, shout out to Jada Lee. She listens to Brown Ambition. She's been on my team for the last like four years. She was like, I applied to be Mandy, to be coached by Mandy. She's like, I even tried to use your name, Tiffany. Like, you know, I work with a bunch of these two, right? She said, because I was just talking with Jada Lisa um, on, um, on like last Friday or whatever. She was like, she didn't choose me. <laughs> so no, I'm not Jada done Lisa. choosing. That's not okay. true. I'm, I have okay. my own system. I haven't weeded anyone out, but I sorted them in a certain way. The earlier you applied and the sooner you said you wanted to switch jobs, that is, that's how I prioritize. I'm so only, go I've ahead. gotten Jada You still got a chance, Jada You still got a chance. You still got a chance. I love there. Mandy. She's like, I follow all the things <laughs> that Mandy's doing online. She was like, first of all, she has been listening to Brown Ambition from the very beginning, literally episode one. Oh. And so she is like a huge fan. She's like, oh my God, I love Mandy. I, I can't believe she finally left. I felt like she was like, it was so crazy the way she was talking about you. Like, can you believe she finally left corporate? That is real crazy because I know I'm like, Jadalise, you are a fan. <laughs> In episode 214, she said she would never. <laughs> I know. I know. So that's, and then third, a woman emailed me today. I was on this podcast um, with, uh, I forget Tori's last name. Dunlap, Dunlap. Of, of her 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 first her first 100k it's called financial feminist and um we talked about like the wealth gap and a woman emailed me after hearing me on that podcast and said I am a white woman I am in Portland Maine and I have a bakery and it's getting larger and I I heard what you said about people making an effort to really like be make their hiring practices more accessible to other people and she was like I want to do that I don't know how and so I gave her some suggestions, and, and one of them was that almost every profession has a black or brown association attached to it. Like there's the the black association of, of accountants, the black association of 
you know, I don't know, like, you know, manicurists or whatever. Yes. And I told her she can find the Black Association of Bakers. I promise you that there is. And then you can reach out to them and say, hey, are, you know, I'm, I'm interviewing and I would like to be inclusive in my interviewing. And, you know, where could I find folks where I am? So I just thought that that was like, you know, like that, that is a way that you can be inclusive because I think a lot of people think too, when they're hiring black or brown, that you're doing somebody a favor. No, sis, you're not. You are, you are doing yourself a favor because you're looking for qualified applicants in a wider pool. You're not doing like, I guess you can come on with your, you know, non-professional self now. And so like, that was like, you know, that's something I wrote to her to make sure that she understands that you're bringing folks on because they are highly qualified, but the blessing is you get a wider pool of people that you get to lean into. So that's it. But, and my boost is actually really fast. My, my boost is just like, your girl's going to be a target. Why <laughs> thought you were in target? I was just in there and no. I was looking for your book the other day. I thought you were no. in target, but this is no. amazing. Yeah. Go. So target, if any, I mean, first of all, I love target. I'm wearing like target tights right now. I think the shirt is from target. Um, I target, right. I love target. You go in there and literally you just smile. Cause you're like, it's my happy place. And I wanted to be in target from the very beginning with get good with money. My, my, my new New York Times bestseller. But the thing about Target is, you know, Target is not a bookstore. So if you ever go to the Target book section, I mean, it's like two half shelves, you know? Like so there are only bestsellers basically and some romance novels. Exactly. And then, so the, what you'll see more heavily, sometimes you'll see kids books there because it like it lends itself to that. But the truth is Target doesn't have a huge book section because it's not a bookstore. So it's not easy getting into Target, not by a long shot, even if you have a bestseller. Because they're like, sis, there are, maybe there might be 200 bestsellers. We can't put 200 books out here. But they reached out to my publisher. was like, we're doing this like wellness um, like component for September. And we want to showcase um, Get Good With Money because we think it's oh part gosh. of like wellness. I was like, ah, not touch it. Mm-hmm. So oh my God. <laughs> if you want to see me acting a fool, I suggest. So my content team was like, Tiffany, we need you to go to Target and take some videos and pictures. And I'm like, it's not in there yet. They're like, yeah, we need it ahead of time. So I packed five of my books into my bag. I dragged one of my besties, Cabral. I said, we're going to Target to act a fool. He's like, what? I'm like, just come. So I put my books on the shelf and at first we were taking pictures, but that seemed a little too boring. I was like, "Mm, I feel like it's not reading Target. What is iconic Target? The cart. So (laughs) at my big age, I climbed into the, (laughs) yes, I climbed into the cart and I asked a poor stock boy who looked like, please don't get me fired. I was like, I'm going to need you to push me past past this section of books while he takes a boomerang. And so we did that like... (laughs) as long as my manager doesn't see. So if you want to see my target shenanigans, go to my Instagram page, the budget Nista. And you know, I don't post a whole lot. So it should be within the first few posts that you can see me inside the target cart, just acting crazy. Um, and so by September, by the time this comes out on Wednesday, it should be in your target stores. I'm going to go see obviously. And if it's in New Jersey, I'm going to go to a few of the target stores, do like mini meetups in the aisles. So I'll just let you guys know when the time cometh. Um, so yeah, I'm just excited. So yeah. That is so no. freaking amazing. Isn't that and crazy? The, it is the gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. The long tail, it was not just like a one hit wonder. It feels yes. like we're, it got all the buzz and everyone got it because you were on GMA, but it clearly is still having an impact, which is, mm-hmm. just feels you know, good. if you were only going to do the one, what you say, you know. Maybe we're going to see, but at least if I'm going to do the one, see? I want it to be, 
I I'm said, just saying, no. After I, I pushed that baby out of my own vagina, <laughs> I too said that would be it. But just recently, just recently, I have been feeling pangs that Aww. I never thought my body would. I was like, you and me, we agree, never again. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if it's anything like having a baby, you might, you might be thinking I'm differently like, in a I'm year like, or two. We'll see. We we'll get you a little Zoloft and see what happens. <laughs> All right, y'all, that is the shizzle. We hope that you enjoyed as per usual. Um, don't forget that this show is not just for you. Don't be selfish. You need to take this link and put it in that group chat, sis. Email it to your friend. Send it to your sister, your mother, your brother, your cousin. Literally the link of the show. If you, if you got your life, you know they will too. Um, at least two friends. How about At that? least two. You can do mm-hmm. that. Yes. Well, first of all, if we have a lot of new listeners, it feels like go to Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts, leave us a five-star review. If you're feeling, you know, feeling uh, generous, if it's anything less than five, you can just go to the fridge and grab a snack because maybe you're hungry. <laughs> maybe you just need to, <laughs> maybe you just need a quick snack and a stretch and then go leave a five-star review. <laughs> and don't forget, Friday is our B-A-Q-A. Yes. So if you have a question, we'll taking your you questions. Can, yes, you could DM us on Instagram. Um, what is a, what is, is Brown Ambition Podcast on Instagram? No, Brown Ambition. You know, on the very first episode of the show, you couldn't name the email address and I had to fill it in. And I was like, if there's one thing we're consistent, it is at Brown Ambition Podcast on IG. But earlier, do you just pulled out our Twitter handle like for the first time I in know. months? Who even I knew know. that little nugget was in there? Who knew? Sometimes things just come up. I mean, my brain... My brain will will tweet a little, just turn on, and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll see you guys Friday, and l- stay tuned to IG because we are going to be putting out a special invitation to some very lucky Brown Ambition listeners who may get to join us on an upcoming episode live Ooh. in our virtual studio audience. So stay tuned if you want to enter. Maybe tell Jadalee, was that her name? Jadalees? Jadalees. 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 Maybe she'll uh, get into the, uh, she'll work that budget Easton name and maybe uh, producer Sarah will get her to the VIP access. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Until next time. See you on Wednesday, but then also on Friday for BAQA. See you. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.